high schooler, hoodie, problems. Hear my bus coming, Daddy, says Art Show USA. Do it all, Dad says. Pretty soon, Art Show USA is going to buy this town and put it all in his shoes. That's what he's going to do. Art Show USA says, I know the town of Croton Falls is small, Daddy, but don't be ridiculous. Plus, I'm going to build my own house in the woods next to another house I build for you one day so we could be neighbors. Plus, if I put the whole town of Croton Falls in my shoe, everyone will bother me in the woods to pick up their mail since I've absorbed the post office in my shoe, which defeats the purpose of me living in the woods in the first place. Daddy, got to go now or I'll miss the bus. Love you, Daddy, but only if you keep on rocking the high schooler hoodie look or I'll stab you with our sharpest knife for real. Art Show USA whizzes across the street to catch his bus in time in one spark smooth motion which fills his do-it-all dad's heart with tremendous knockers, which means vicarious joy derived from your kid in Yiddish, especially when your seven-year-old son, otherwise known as number one Capricorn, born on New Year's Day, becomes more grown up every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Chicago lives. Archo shines again. Holla! Thank you very much! Do it all, Dad. Though I was having reservations about rocking the high schooler hoodie look anymore, which he should have retired in his 30s at the least. When he used to be a semi-sporadic performing open micer at the New York Comedy Club in Manhattan, if he could rally enough friends in attendance again. Now, Doodle Dad was questioning the extent of his maturity, knowing he never outgrew his truly tasteless jokes phase. Still puffed the green out of a one-hitter at 44 in a hoodie, like Sarah Silverman minus the career. Now, Doodle Dad still got asked for idea target with his three kids. Whenever he couldn't resist the urge of snagging another six-pack of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale for only $9.99, knowing it's the pale ale that never gets stale, still, it was impossible for do-it-all dad to stare at his sudden gray-speck beard in the mirror at 44, while still not showing any touches of gray on his chosen curls on top and think, you look better than John Oliver these days, but that isn't saying much. Can't wait to see Oliver's new segment on the Biden inauguration through Zoom called The Day Democracy Died. I wonder if Bean Breath Oliver possesses the balls to make a joke about a third political party in the making called the Burning Mass Party. Now I have to worry about a podcast hosting opportunity slipping away because I made a joke over our second interview call about a donkey-shaped pinata with Governor Cuomo's ugly mug on it, except instead of candy spilling out when the pinata breaks, 
piles of pink mass come out instead that say Cuomo blows, which got a big cathartic laugh out of my future potential benefactor at the time. I'm so tired of acting like some gun-shy stiff out of fear of never getting a job in a post-woke corporate America again or snagging, being able to snag a comedy manager ever because I dared to make fun of Obama be meh for gifting Iran $150 billion for overseas manufacturing jobs for Build-A-Bear to make their economy less reliant on the sale of hair removal products for the Kardashians. At the same time, why do I have to be dressed up in a Brooks Brothers button-down and jeans to feel more dressed to impress the internet, one love, entertainment, gatekeepers on my Do It All Daddy Art podcast, which is only audio anyway. I think my son Archo likes to see me rock the high schooler hoodie look because it helps ensure that I stay young at heart and don't lose heart too. When I can't even get the Jewish Book Council to review my book, The Great American Jew Novel, after sharing stellar previous reviews prior because I'm an atheist husband like David Cross who hasn't made a good W joke in 15 years or even an edgy insult about Laura Bush for that matter who just wrote a book criticizing the Wicked Witch of Chatham, New York in northern Westchester County, that being Hillary Hammertime Cankles, a.k.a. Huma Liquor Breath. But at least Hillary had the balls to get rich or die trying, bitch. Ha! 9-11, never forget. Thank you very much! Deep down, I think my son, Archo USA, wants me to sport the high schooler hoodie look more than ever to ensure I keep on rocking in our big tech ruining world as a symbol of nonconformist resistance. Now, my comedy career can still take flight if I never lose touch with what makes me feel most kick-ass and in control alive, which is getting laughs long time all the time with big deal talking, New York made, ball busting, flourish all the way. Sinatra 10.0 lives. Holla. Archo shines again. Thank you very much. Son, Archo USA in the bathroom, notices his do-it-all dad lost in thought, grazing the specks of gray on his beard with the tips of his fingers and says, don't even think of shaving the beard, daddy. You look weird without one. Like when you shaved it to dress up like Stan Smith from American Dad. Remember? Dressing up our family like the one from the Cleveland show was no longer an option because Megan Kelly stole our thunder. Plus, Cleveland holding up the sign, build the pool fence for Mimi and Papa to see on Facebook in Arizona. Would have lost its impactful oomph. Also, Daddy, I like you with the beard because without it, you look like a pre-K schooler hoodie. So you won't be able to boast on stage about the Jews being chosen by God to perfect the human race through your gorgeous sons who stem from your doodle dead year tree trunk. I'm able to quote you because you... Play us your podcasts and common records at nauseam. Ha! Archo shines again. Thank you very much. <laughs> Doodle Dad hugs his son. Archo USA and says, The beard stays, kiddo. It's just that the high schooler hoodie look rubs me the wrong way sometimes. Because it reminds me way too much of Sarah Silverman. Which annoys me. And gnaws at my <laughs> weepy soul. 
especially since she came out to Twitter as a full-time social justice warrior to detract the world all on and off from her tits sagging popularity. Archo shines again. Holla! Thank you very much! The Sun Butter King. Archo's mojo is just beginning to rise because his name is Arthur Morrison Cornbluth. And ever since he was born, he's been in a perpetual mode of rising, rising, holla! Jim Morrison lives. Thank you very much! North Dakota was the only state in the country which enjoyed full employment and do it all dad wanted in. He also wouldn't mind banging that uh, governor who's always sported in those uh, hats and like the sexy uh, coat that like Penny Lane wears in uh, Almost Famous. Holla! Thank you very much! <laughs> North Dakota was also the least visited state in the nation. Yet Doodle Dad was used to seeing his parents only twice a year, max, <laughs> and also accustomed to not seeing any of his former friends since his three first three children were born, failing the friendship litmus test the majority of the time. <laughs> so the isolating nature of North Dakota didn't bother him one bit, especially knowing how much Doodle Dad hated to navigate around Lawson Time, Taurus Hicks in Times Square pre-COVID on his way to work. When he took the subway there for his IT recruiter job in Midtown East for a living, feeling like a glamorized indentured servant. <laughs> but the majority of the jobs in North Dakota were within the farming and energy industry, which do it all dad had no experience with whatsoever. Granted, his mom grew up in Kentucky, which, according to Doodle Dad, was more Midwest South, where finger food is anything that tastes like your cousin's panties. And his mother had Uncle Jim, who owned a farm. He even wore overalls to his grandpa's funeral because that's how Uncle Jim rolled. Holla! Uncle Jim lives. Thank you very much! And do it all, Dad. What have it been in his old act about how Kentucky bride gal Ashley Judd wasn't an actual victim of rape? He'd say, Ooh, Ashley refused to watch Harvey Hairclumps Weinstein shower himself down at his five-star suite in the Four Seasons. At the same time, Ashley Judd had plenty of experience judging fat pigs at the county fair. But at least Harvey Weinstein's wife finally dumped the fat bastard and divorced him so she could focus more on her lifetime battle with amnesia. Still, do it all dad. Wasn't expecting to be a working headliner comedian at the non-existent comedy clubs in Downtown Fargo, North Dakota, eh? Cohen's brothers live. Holla! Thank you very much! Microsoft had 100,000 employees based in North Dakota. Yet Doodle Dad was no fan of Bill Gates' dad being on the board of Planned Parenthood either, whose founder was intent on carrying out Hitler's eugenic solution, one fetus flicker, mostly of color, at a time. Kanye lives. Holla! Thank you very much! North Dakota was also voted the least female-friendly environment because it had less abortion clinics than oxygen bars for the Persian-Iranian Los Angelinos to act urban, chic, smuggin' like Tanner, humorless, Whitney Cumming clones who were 
were too uptight for Doodle Dad's taste, whose blah brain personalities offered him nil. Doodle Dad had an old IT headhunter boss who hailed from a prestigious farming family in North Dakota who drilled into his cranium throughout his early 20s. The do or die mantra, innovate or die. Innovate, he must, because Doodle Dad had to invent a new job title on LinkedIn besides stay-at-home comedian. <laughs> Doodle Dad just wanted to write more books from home and cook more yummy dance meals for his family, but he needed a paying job of some sort to finance, finishing his next book in progress, The Kosherian Comedians, getting his three children excited about giving the Kosherian diet a chance. Ha! John Lennon lives. John Lennon. Wishes he was as productive during his stay-at-home dad years. 56 comedy records later. Holla! For stroking off my prolific output long time. Neil Young, suck on it. Thank you very much! So, do it all dad. Just wanted to write more books and record more comedy records and cook more yummy dances galore that were better than booby. <laughs> but needed a paying job of some sort to finance Finishing his next book in progress, The Kosherian Comedians. So his wife wouldn't threaten to divorce him for giving his kids the common cold through COVID. Plus, Doodle Dad had no desire to uproot his family and move closer to his in-laws in Delaware, whose state motto should be changed to, Your Nazi gold is safe with us. Holla! Art show shines again. Thank you very much! Doodle Dad was also working on a new short story book collection called American Made Up Short Stories, ha! which forced him to be a tad less political and overtly sexual in his writing for a change. Although vaccine mandates, which felt nationwide, wasn't helping. Still, as famous English novelist Virginia Woolf once said, a woman must have a room of her own and money to write fiction. Now, Doodle Dad, being a stay-at-home shemale rocker mom of sorts, <laughs> could identify with his stone-cold, sober truism more each day, even more than being a shishi bitch dad who would get dressed up for Shabbat on Friday nights to stay in with his three kids while his wife went back to work at the hospital in the NICU to check on the vital signs of blue-faced babies, which made Doodle Dad feel like an insufferable narcissist at times. Because all he checked for was for retweets before he got banned from Twitter by calling Governor Cuomo the Blanche-killing, cold-blooded, Italian, reptilian inside. It looks like the thing and Mama Fratelli from the Goonies had a baby. Holla! Resist this, Twitter. And go woke yourselves long time, all the time, Times of Israel. Which canceled me, too, from a blogging job that I was doing for free. Because I made the same joke. Holla! Thank you very much! Now, Doodle Dad couldn't even justify his IPA intake after a Peloton ride anymore because his family was barely affording the monthly payments on their mortgage. And nothing had changed too much since he started chasing down open mics throughout Southern California. Brian Wilson lives 15 years ago after getting the laugh chaser bug, which no amount of widespread bombing or marital bliss disintegration or threat of complete financial ruin could cure. Also, Doodle Dad's office was in his bedroom, which a recent jilted audiobook reviewer thread as tiny and cramped. 
based on the lack of reverberating echo in his chapter reading for the last temptation of Adderall, I assume. Also, Doodle Dad had given up all hope on securing a literary agent to take a chance on his eccentric Jewish comedian, satirist, reinvented literary novelist who used his books for extra long stand-up comedy monologues he couldn't afford to do during open mics throughout Manhattan because he couldn't justify the $40 metro nor train ride fare to wail with his arms on stage for the pleasure of trying to entertain the two millennial musketeers in the audience with such a jade-free, joyous, giving heart anymore. Now, Do It All Dad didn't desperately seek strangers' funny man approval as much on stage these days since he launched his wildly successful Do It All Dad Year podcast four years ago, which for him was the greatest open mic on earth. Most recently, he broke a Guinness Book World Record for recording 56 comedy records in five months flat. Doodle Dad would boast on his Doodle Dad Year podcast, loud and proud. John Lennon wished he was this productive during his stay-at-home dad years. Callback special number one. You're welcome. Archo shines again. Holla! Thank you very much! But it pained Doodle Dad to still not be in a position to buy his son, Archo USA, the G.I. Joe SS flag aircraft carrier for his son's 7th birthday. Snowboard lessons. A vintage pair of Freezy Freakers on eBay with the Thundercats on it. Anything but more copies. It's impossible to find books on Amazon. <laughs> like the Great American Jew novel, a solid anti-Semitic qualifier this upcoming Christmas season. Holla! Target lives. Thank you very much! <laughs> Reality is, Archer USA provided book cover color layout consultation on all four of Doodle Dad's books. Archer USA adores Doodle Dad's books so much. He took a screensaver picture for his remote learning school issue computer, holding all four of his dear daddy's books closely to his heart, exuding a beamish, prideful spark, which shined inside and out. Seven years on this earth after Archer USA was born, Doodle Dad needed to fight harder than ever to keep his elusive dreams of comedic literary superstardom alive. Doodle Dad's son loved his Doodle Daddier podcast too, and he didn't want his dear dada to perform more sheets of comedy gold on it without having to worry about Mama threatening to kick him out of the house again because of his lack of money-generating power for the past five years and counting, which inspired Do It All Dad to record a recent comedy record called Domestic Dad Bombing. The picture of his 1040 tax form with endless zeros filled throughout it. But Do It All Dad got an idea while making lunch for his son one day. The Sun Butter Challenge. What if Do It All Dad went into business with his gorgeous son who could smile on cue without breaking into hives and daddy became his talent booking agent, booking him as a new face for Sun Butter Gold Foods, located in Sunflower Country, Bismarck, North Dakota, which could lead to do-it-all dad snagging. Enough loot sack to buy his family that elusive Porsche SUV comedy gold mobile, a lake house summer home in Lake George for his son's G.I. Joe SS flag. In addition to enough a few money to finance writing more books without ever having to bite his tongue while being offered a career consultation email from LinkedIn, considering the gaps of wrath on his resume ever again. Steinbeck lives. Holla! Thank you very much! Do it all that son. Archer USA. Possess the sunbeam smile. Few of the kids can match with such star-powered, gleaming light. So if do it all dad couldn't get a job interview for a measly, a measly junior copywriting position, let's say, Sun Gold Foods in Bismarck, North Dakota, then Doodle Dad could create a job for himself as his son's personal manager, calling himself on LinkedIn the Sun Gold 
Hunter, so he could finally capitalize in a big-time cashing way off of all of his new business development, cold-calling-centric IT headhunter background in both LA and Manhattan, where he slaved weekends away when he wasn't trying to write new scripts or jokes and researching new IT directors to cold-call the following week again and again. Los Angeles Business Journal lives. Holla! Thank you very much! Doodle Dad was old school and had no problem cold calling men and women and powers of authority who controlled staffing budgets in a New York minute. Plus, Doodle Dad took perverse pleasure working around HR humpbacks chained to the baby roof station below Penn Station who tended to ruin the love connection potential between a hurting hiring manager and a staffing solution specialist headhunter to the rescue like Doodle Dad fashioned himself to be. Doodle Dad also learned from his headhunting days how passion was always picked up over the phone. So Doodle Dad would have no problem conveying to the head of Sun Butter Gold Products in Bismarck, North Dakota what a gross disservice to mankind they'd be doing for refraining from making his American-made beautiful boy Archer USA the permanent franchise face of Sun Gold food products moving forward, which would double annual sales from $4 million to $8 million in the first week alone, guaranteed. Now, Doodle Dad is pitching his son as a new face for Sun Butter with the chief marketing officer through Zoom. Cheryl, the chief marketing officer, looks confused. Doodle Dad says, why do you look so confused, Cheryl? Again, I want my son to be the star in the Sun Butter Challenge campaign across America. Similar to what they did with the Pepsi Challenge back in the day when kids had stronger immunities to bullying, Kurt Cobain excluded. <laughs> Kurt Cobain longed to retreat into his pre-fame bubble without having to rummage through his grandma's closet for another ugly lime sweater to wear the MTV Music Awards. I get it. Cheryl, the CMO for Sun Butter Gold Products says, so where's Art Show USA? How do you expect me to hire you two as a package deal to do the creative and performing in the Sun Butter Challenge campaigns without me seeing the Sun Butter smile that lights up a thousand suns, the same smile which will double our sales in a year according to your fuzzy math estimates, knowing you still have to count with your fingers for simple arithmetic, which I read in one of your blog posts on WordPress, in case you think we just ignore the totality of your digital footprint on the internet altogether, because your son is the star smile attraction rafter which has nothing to do with you. <laughs> Doodle Dad says, Archo, come into Dad's office for a minute. Archo says, you mean your bedroom, Daddy? Doodle Dad says, thanks for reminding me and for destroying what little sales leverage I have left without you flashing your smile that lights up a thousand suns through Zoom for the Sun King maker, Cheryl to see. Archo hops on his dear Dad's lap and smiles. Cheryl, the chief marketing officer says, Wow, turns out your data isn't another full-of-shit New Yorker after all. Are you ready to be a star kiddo? Art Show USA says, just give my data 10% of everything I make for finder's fee. And give him final cut approval on all commercials and print campaigns, starring my son butter smile, and you got yourself a deal. Can I go back to building my Harry Potter astronomy tower now? Dear data starts singing with extra rollicking, jubilant heart, sun butter King Stock is rising, rising, holla! Art Show shines again. Thank you very much. <laughs> Next, Doodle Dad adds, King Arthur, my kids, my Art Show USA kid eclipses 
His star power limited to Disney, Fable books, nobody reads anymore. Oh, I can't take no more! Dice lives after stumbling a tad. Ah, thank you very much! Cheryl, the chief marketing officer says, would you mind if we put sunflowers in your son's hair? The LBGT community will lick it up! Lick it up! Oh, 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 holla! Paul Stanley lives. Thank you very much! Do you think you're the only Kiss fan who resents how Nirvana's Nevermind was the death blow shot hurt around the world that killed off carefree hair metal pop rock for two decades in a row? <laughs> Doodle Dad replies, but Nirvana didn't kill off hair metal in the 90s. AIDS did before magic made HIV disappear. Holla! Doodle Dad and Archo USA shine again. And beautiful freaking unison. You're welcome. Holla! Thank you very much. Trading. Birthdays. Nobody wants to be born on January 3rd. <laughs> At that point, everybody is either partied out or enacting New Year's resolutions already. Honestly, by day three of partying in a row, whether you're just drinking or doing drugs, combining the two, or just dancing the days away at a five-week rave in Germany based on pure adrenaline and highly sexually charged vibes alone. You're still dragging like Hunter Biden on any given Monday afterwards. If God gave you the universe, you morphed into Archo USA, who was born on New Year's Day, inspiring his dear dad to call him number one Capricorn. His dear dad didn't nickname him number one Capricorn to make him an insufferable know-it-all bore, but to praise the Almighty, the Most High Hashem, for perfecting human civilization with this beautiful boy, who he blessed with out-of-this-world good looks, hilarious acting chops, impeccable comedic timing, and a beautiful builder-artist mind, ripe with unlimited imaginative-topping possibility. I'm also positive Archer USA would make a great-looking brother like Rick Fox if he used the blackface filter through Instagram. Every day, Archo USA's best friend, Sean Wayne Stein, resented his existence half the time because he was born on January 3rd and had less birthday rocker gathering memories and the elephant man had bottles thrown in his head for trying to crash games to spin the bottle after his black tie makeover one too many times. One day, Archo USA was having lunch with Sean at school and says, why don't we trade birthdays, Sean? I was born on New Year's Day, as you know, which everyone treats like their own personal birthday celebration, so everyone is in a perpetual state of good cheer until they strike out at midnight in their desperate dash to suck face with the nearest available girl to love. So you don't feel like a loser bench warmer scrub in junior high again. When you're born on New Year's Day, everyone is out of the house to celebrate their unique brand of specialness with their planned lifetime partners in love, whether it's not done at a begrudging spite or not. <laughs> the point is, even if you're stuck home alone on New Year's Eve, have zero friends to party with, Parents who don't reserve much bonding time with you ever, unless they feel stranded and a pronounced pang of empty loneliness when they retired to Arizona in the more advanced retired CNN-consuming years amid so-called pandemic scares, where fewer people died this year than last, you could still make out with your blown-up balloons with pretty drawn-on faces, and I feel completely deflated for making out with the poor man's blow-up doll, because deep down, you know, you're not the only one making an extra effort to reward yourself with some extra good loving on New Year's Eve or not. You are my best friend, and I love celebrating your birthday. 
on January 3rd with just you. Like the one year we went duck painting, had the entire place to ourselves, the time we had an entire laser tag room to ourselves, or the time we snuck into Weird Week, Howard Stern's floor seats to see the Knicks because he was still de-bloating at home from eating one too many turkey burger salads at Jimmy Kimmel's house for New Year's. Still, it feels cooler to be in Manhattan on your birthday than in an abandoned duck pinning bowling alley in Danbury, Connecticut. Looks more dated than the low-rent, white-out paint job on the walls. Sean says, I appreciate the gesture, Art Show. I thought about what it would feel like to have myself celebrated on New Year's Eve instead of on January 3rd, which gives Sloppy Thirds a bad name. And you're a good friend for offering to trade birthdays for the year. Now I know why you spent all that time watching those graphic design tutorials on YouTube to make me a fake ID reflecting my New Year's Day birthday. Just so I could hear a bouncer at some swanky club in the city look at my ID and say, Oh, snap, son! Happy birthday, New Year's boy! Don't forget to pace yourself! I postponed New Year's resolutions till January 2nd because you're not sleeping tonight! Ah! Wigger Nation lives! Thank you very much! Art Show says, I did make you a fake ID for your birthday. I know you don't drink alcohol like me, but I wanted to give you the feeling of being a number one Capricorn for a change. Sean says, again, I really appreciate the gesture, Art Show, but I actually prefer the celebrities born on January 3rd. Eli Manning was born on January 3rd, and he's a way bigger pimp than Tom Brady. He's NFL royalty before we became a woke plague universe gone wild. Plus, Eli beat Brady in the Super Bowl and prevented his perfect season from happening due to him asserting his big-time Clutch Jean. So Brady's married to Giselle. Big deal. She's like 80 in model years. Plus, her uppity lisp is not winning her any popularity contests over Tyra Banks ever. Robert Loja, never underestimate the other guy's greed, from Scarface, was born on my birthday, who plays Tony's Jewish mobster boss for a bit, who drops a hilarious line because it's worth repeating, never underestimate the other guy's greed. Art Show says, I hear you, Sean. J.D. Salinger was born on New Year's Day like me. And he became a reclusive freak who spent four decades in the New Hampshire wilderness writing books for himself like a tweet holding Caulfield at an endless trust fund funded retreat while his time release Adderall delivered to his doorstep by his various pharmaceutical groupie fanatics at large, which my doodle dad could definitely uh, identify with the, uh, the urging to do himself. Ha! Thank you very much! <laughs> so how much did he relish? That being JD. The company of others on New Year's Eve. <laughs> Which I never really thought about till now. Jagger Hoover was a glamorized peeping Tom. Also born on my birthday, New Year's Day. It's not as if many me. Born on New Year's Day. Who died prematurely in his 40s. Could boast a sustainable, long-lasting career with legs after Awesome Powers 3. Many me lives. Thank you very much, Sean says. But we can't let your killer fake ID go to waste, Art Show. I read about a Beastie Boys cover-up trio group performing. Some dive bar in Lower East Side on New Year's Eve. Why don't we go there together and get our bodies moving to some intergalactic planetary holla! Best Beastie Boys album by far. Thank you very much! That being hell on nasty. Holla! Beastie Boys live. Thank you very much! We'll have to fight. For room to dance because of the ban on smartphone devices to make old school hip hop city life great again. Art Show says, Didn't you say the name is Gasho Pub and the Lower East Side was called Hip Hops? Sean says, You got it, Art Show. With a friend like you in my corner, I'll always have a bigger hop to my step than the rest. 
Kosha Klaus Sushi. Once upon a time, there was a Kosha Sushi Chef prodigy, Archo USA, who opened Kosha Klaus Sushi on Christmas Eve in 1994 before the internet became mainstream and Asian elite Yelpers went hog wild. Kosha Klaus Sushi was located in the heart of Scarsdale Village, which earned immediate rave reviews in the, in the Scarsdale Enquirer from local food critic Debbie Wasserman, who described art shows mind-blowing specialty role creations as orgasmic before they reach the back of your throat. Good. What made art show unique outside of his unmatched imaginative half and juggling sushi knife work at the bar were his God-given star power looks, which commanded legions of groupie yentas to schlep from the far reaches of Long Island to wait online the dead of winter to just catch a glance at the new age pretty boy badass sushi chef through the window cranking out one swoon-worthy inhalatory sushi specialty roll after the next like his signature one living on the edge my edge Aerosmith lives which had smoked salmon cream cheese capers and caramelized shallots throughout to inject an extra special loaded lift Art Show shines again. Holla! Thank you very much! Every day, Art Show USA would sharpen his sushi knives together made from Israeli steel using bulletproof vests made for their Special Forces Unit Mossad, which would woo with sparkly, dazzling delight as patrons at the Kosha Klaus Sushi Bar gave impromptu standing ovations throughout. Art Show USA was a six foot four, spiky blonde haired, blue eyed, lean, mean sushi slicing machine who made Tom Cruise in the movie Cocktail look like a stumpy, homely, hobbit, hipster hack in comparison, regardless if he kept his rolled up sleeve button down shirt tucked in or not. But one day, a bunch of rowdy Irish wiggers entered Kosher Klaus Sushi to track down a hot Yenta breath from Syosset, Long Island. Rachel Weinstein, who rocked swinging, boobalicious. Beauties, 36 D's to be exact, who's also a solid 5 foot 9, making her mountable from behind, standing up. Assuming you were in a stumpy Irishman, unlucky in the height department. Rachel was a full lipped Sephardic Persian tan busty beauty. Even Roger Waters from Pink Floyd would pulverize her fetching snatch until he was comfortably numb. The leader of the Wigger Irish pack was Liam O'Reilly who sported a Newport cigarette tattoo on his esophagus, which scared off most, but not Archo USA. Archo USA was a black belt in judo by the time he was 13 for his bar mitzvah. For Archo's bar mitzvah party, he played Siamese Dream by the Smashing Pumpkins on the guitar with his feet and teeth. So Archo USA was never sweating the prospect of losing a fight or a girl to an Irish wigger moron from Long Island who thought stamping a permanent Newport cigarette tattoo in his esophagus was a bright idea, regardless of it ensuring him a truck driver job for Killian's Red or not. Liam and his crew of Irish wiggers came down from Long Island to start a fight with Art Show USA because they attended the same high school as Rachel Weinstein and only had eyes for inhaling her hull. Plus, they weren't enthralled with Rachel wearing an underground circulated hoodie with a picture of Archo USA on it, sporting an American flag bandana and a star David Gull necklace around his neck, showcasing well-earned, non-banking, job-related bling. Liam cuts the line with his Irish wigger posse and bursts into kosher class sushi like Mark Wahlberg in the set of SNL after 
Andy Samberg did a sketch about Marky Mark talking to farm animals. Liam bumrushes the sushi bar and says, Hey, faggot, I'll kick your ass right now. Show all your groupies what a pretty white faggot, gay-ass pussy bitch you are in real life. Art Show ignores Liam's alpha dog attack. Liam jumps over the sushi bar to strike. Art Show does a look-away kick to the middle of Liam's forehead, which sends him flying to the ceiling fan, which knocks him out senseless. Art Show USA says, Alexa, play Jump Around by House of Pain. Like House of Pain was going to do anything? Holla! Vince Vaughn lives. Thank you very much. Again, Archo USA says, Alexa, play Jump Around by House of Pain. Kosher Klaus Sushi erupts into instantaneous jubilee. Jewish pride pounces the air, inspiring Rachel Weinstein to flash her boobalicious tits at Archo USA as the entire restaurant throws their gold necklaces with stars of David on it in her general direction, in honor of all those sweet, harmless Jewish boys who never taught to defend themselves, like the Hebrew Hammer, Bugsy Siegel, and Archo USA. Archo USA shines again. Holla! Esten Scarsdale is not in your business! Bugsy Siegel lives. Holla! Bugsy rules. Thank you very much! The Wishing Well Architect. Archo USA was no ordinary wishing well architect. He designed a wishing well for Bill Gates' daughter after he bought his Butterface daughter a horse farm in North Salem, New York, only to clog it on purpose with Planned Parenthood brochures in honor of his do-it-all depopulation dad who pushed a deadly Clot shot that polluted the world's womb population more than Primo Blow did to Michelle Pfeiffer in Scarface. Art Show wasn't fond of Bill Gates' dad either, who's a board member of Planned Parenthood and butt peg buddies with their eugenic CEO founder after she became a new age puppeteer of death by turning her franchise abortion clinic into a huge baby part reseller to biotech companies throughout the 60s because stoner hippies kept on blanking and asking the hippie they met at the bathroom at the Fillmore West with flowers in her snatch, whether Grace Slick 2.0 was on the pill or not, which earned him the nickname the Million Dollar Fetus Flicker Man for a reason. Bill Graham lives. Holla! Holocaust survivor done good. Thank you very much! Archer USA was a perfectionist artiste. His do-it-all dad, Michael Cornwell, now a famous comedian, Arthur with a stand-up residency at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, where always encourage his son's inborn artistic flair Yet all his gorgeous, pitch-perfect son would hear afterwards in semi-kidding fashion. So you think I suck? Because every student teacher evaluation for Archer USA growing up was a pure joy to receive for his doodle dad. Because doodle dad got an extreme kick out of some teachers, like his first grade one, Miss Rudolph, who would bemoan in a begrudgingly huffy manner. We all know Arthur's a great artist, only to rub in the harsh fact that most teachers teach and birth less talented offspring. For a reason, do-it-all dad always pounded into his eldest son's cranium. Art sells, baby. Which always stay with Art Show because he was haunted by early memories of his mom threatening to divorce his dad if he wrote one more book and didn't get a job at Trader Joe's in Danbury, Connecticut. So his dad doubled down himself, wrote not one, but two more books. 
and proceeded to go on the terrible tears and produced 56 comedy records in five months flat without advertising the fact to his wife until he scored a late agent in Israel for his book, The Cogitarian Comedians. And the rest is star-studded history. Art Show made his first million from a lucrative birdhouse making business called Bird Baller Cribs. Only taken one woodworking class prior. He sold them at various farmers markets of Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Woodstock, and in Kingston, New York, while his mother sold flowers with Art Show's big sister from the new estate farm in North Salem, calling a flower truck Green Thumb Girl, Tom Petty Lives. Ha! Thank you very much! Do it all, Dad. Favorite birdhouse creation for Martha was his kiss themed one that rocked a giant shaped bed. Similar to the one lead singer made songwriter Paul Stanley lies on amidst an endless wall of busty blonde beauties in his kiss lair in Beverly Hills in the movie Kiss Exposed. Although the best part of this birdhouse creation was the giant Gene Simmons tongue extension bird feeding line containing a sparkling, a sprinkling of some homemade CBD oil, marinated granola, <laughs> as more high-flying blue jays and cardinals licked it up! Oh, oh, oh! Art show. USA cares plenty about wishing wells because ever since he could remember, he'd wish for his doodle dad's books to succeed because art sells, baby. The new and improved wish after his daddy finally scored a lit agent, started a stand-up resi in Vegas, and got into SAG for a film the co-star and with Russell Brand and Vince Vaughn called Two Tall Comedians. Was for his dad to finally part with his beers. And his precious time release Adderall the majority of the time. <laughs> Despite his claims of writing like a Jewish angel on the stop. Reality is, Doodle Dad was an incredibly fast talking New Yorker to begin with. Even on high grade weed. So he didn't require any speedy thought enhancement ever. <laughs> on Doodle Dad's 45th birthday in Woodstock, New York, he took a mini hike in the wood with the son Archer USA. Only to bump into a wishing well along the way. Doodle Dad gave his son a customary quarter to make a wish with. Although this time... He wished his dad would become convinced he'd become a big-time author, comedian, success on or off the Adderall, beer, or weed, period. Plus, he knew his daddy off Adderall the majority of the week <laughs> would focus less on how annoying mommy could be, especially when she insisted on fussing with her phone during Adam Sandler appreciation movie night at home again and again. <laughs> daddy was better. Off riding all day, performing at night, and taking in an occasional weed edible. After another highly rewarding day at the office for making the most of his God-given gift of comedic song. Art Show USA's latest and greatest wishing well creation was made in Central Park near the Great Lawn in the big city. The place of his birth, like do it all dad before him, which they both derived tremendous locatarian pride from, knowing the island of Manhattan is what dreams of doer topper success are made of. The Wishing Well was named Do-It-All Dad Dumper. A tad long-winded name, even for Do-It-All Dad's taste. Still, the symbolic heft of this name wasn't lost in the New York adoring public, especially after the Today Show did an unveiling of Do-It-All Dad Dumper, where a line of Do-It-All Dads followed Do-It-All Dad's lead and dumped whatever pill, powder, drink, or strain of dumb-dumb weed they felt was preventing them from flying high off their kids' gorgeous presence alone again. Do-It-All Dad beamed. With endless knockers, pride in Yiddish, derived from the re reflective, successful glow emanating from your offspring, especially those that stem from your doodle dad, your tree trunk, 
Unholy Father strikes again. Holla! Thank you very much! Doodle Dad picks up his son with excitable boy glee and gives him a 360 airplane spin for all time's sake. Despite Art Show being six foot five now, one inch taller than Daddy, and 20 years old. <laughs> Art Show USA shrieks with untapped joy like he was seven years old again. Doodle Dad continues to spin the sun around in perpetual 360 motions and says, Teenager in love is all grown up, and he's all grown up. Are you too special to be real? Are you too special to be real? Art Show USA shrieks with more love-blasting joy and says with pitch-perfect comedic timing, Are you saying I suck because... Doodle Dad laughs long time, wishing even his worst enemies got to experience Doodle Dad bliss like this.